When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Progressive presents the sounds of the old world. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party. Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports update was brought to you by Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. On Tuesday, November 27th, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Naveau and me, Jay Zawoski, at Rabid Brewing in Homewood for our Puck Cancer fundraiser and watch party as the Blackhawks take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Tickets are $10, and all proceeds go to the family of Meredith Garcia. Meredith lost her battle with cancer in May, and her family needs our help. Every ticket is an entry into our grand prize raffle, which includes Blackhawks tickets and a signed jersey. Go to madhousepod.com slash events to purchase tickets. That's madhousepod.com slash events. We'll see you at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood on November 27th. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Postgame Show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. 
Welcome into this post-game edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Nebo from NBC5 Chicago. And with me tonight, not in person though, unlike last podcast we did together, is Homewood's pride and joy, Jay Zawaski of 670 The Score. Jay, dude, I don't know how to tell you this. The Blackhawks won a hockey game. Yay! <laughs> it, you know, I, I was thinking about this game, and I, and it was not the prettiest win by any means, and they were pretty much supremely outplayed throughout the game. But I will say, on on Monday's podcast, we said there are no moral victories, right? Mm-hmm. There's only actual victories. And while the Hawks under Jeremy Cowton have played well enough to win the first three, they didn't. They played poorly enough to lose this one, but they won. So let's dwell on the positive. Um, some good things. Corey Crawford was outstanding. I don't yep. think without any doubt at all that was his best game of the year. Um, he won them that game single-handedly. Um, there were some things I liked, some things I didn't like. Um, but, man, the the whole story of this game to me is Corey Crawford. He was outstanding. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously headline number one, star number one, whatever you got to say. Corey Crawford quite obviously had probably, like you said, his best game of the season, just in perfect control the entire game, made so many big saves, especially in the third period. I thought that the Blackhawks looked really good in the first period, and then they kind of scuffled a bit in the second and third, but he held them in there. He made sure that they had an opportunity to win that game, and he allowed uh, Jay Bowmeister to win the game for the Blackhawks. So, you know, all in all, it was a really good win. That, Like you said, there were other things that I did like in that game. Um, where do you want to start, man? I feel like, obviously, we can talk all night long about how great Corey Crawford was, but I think what I'll do is I'll go with a guy that made his season debut tonight. Yes. Was a little bit surprised to see Gustav Forsling getting some shorthanded time tonight. Dude, Joel Quenville, probably, if he was watching this game, was probably losing his mind <laughs> watching Gustav Forsling play on the penalty kill, but ended up playing a minute of time there. Looks pretty good, I thought, overall. Played about 16 minutes, I think it ended up being. So I was highly satisfied with what I saw from him tonight for the most part. Had a couple blocks, had a couple hits. Thought he looked really good. And also... Really, really, really liked the game of Henry Okaharu tonight. Got robbed of a goal in the third period. Thought he had a really solid night overall. I've liked his uh, speed that he's shown with Eric Gustafson, even though I think he's probably more suited to that top pairing role. I think that those pairings tonight worked pretty well for the most part. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Yokoharu. I thought he played very well. And there was another moment uh, in the first or second where he almost the same play as when he hit the post sort of sneaking in at the blue line at the last minute as the trailer the brink had just put him off sides and it would have been another great scoring chance it looked exactly the same um I, I agree with you that he looked good Forsling to me was solid and that's all you want in a young defenseman first game back I don't I don't I think we'll see him take some more chances offensively as he gets more comfortable as he gets in better shape, but I think him playing a, a steady defensive game tonight was key, and I, I think he was pretty effective. To me, he just looks like an NHL defenseman. Um, I think Brandon Saad had a really strong game, too. Um, didn't get a ton of ice time. I think he's still sort of nursing that injury, but when he was out there, was doing some great things one-on-one offensively, uh, stick-handling through guys. Didn't get on, on the score sheet at all tonight. But creating those chances, playing in the center of the ice, those are the things that we've discussed when he was struggling and when he started to get back a little bit was that he needs to play his game in the middle of the ice, and he's done that 
uh, over the last little stretch here, and tonight was no exception. So I thought he looked really good as well. Um, I, I, I'm ready to say I'm good on Luke Johnson. I, I'm, I mean, you get a two on one in, in the third period and don't get a shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand what was going on on that play. I think that you do have to give some credit to Alex Petrangelo. I thought he made a really good move to kind of force Johnson to hold on to the puck, but I also think that Johnson should have been more assertive there and just taken the shot when he had the opportunity to start with. Yeah, but. And, and Monday we talked about the, the glut of guys on the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. and I think Luke Johnson is the poster child for just oh, a guy. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I, I mean, look, if that's your biggest problem, you're you're in pretty good shape, but it, but it's not. It's not their biggest problem. Um, no, you know I I think I I feel good in the whole third period. I felt like St. Louis is going to come back. They're going to tie this. They're going to win it. It felt inevitable, and the fact that the Hawks were able to sort of buckle down defensively at the end and hold on. Not only is it great that they got the two points. That's obvious, and two points from a team that's just behind them in the standings. That's great. I think mentally, to be able to hang on and get the win. Um, with a lot, of, you know they were feeling pressure, right? To get, oh, yeah. finally get that win, and the one nothing lead was, ugh. It, it, I mean, at best it was tenuous, and uh, I, I, it's, I think this could go a long. I'm not going to overstate it, but I think this, this could go a ways in making them just feel better, get that the first monkey off their back, get it off Colleton's back, and let these guys relax a little bit now and get back to playing the way they want. The, and we discussed this on Monday. And and I think tonight was another sort of verification of it. The guys that are letting the Hawks down, for the most part, are the vets. Yeah. I, I think Duncan Keith had another pretty crappy game. I think Brent Seabrook uh put a pass at the in the belly button of Artem Anisimov in the third period. Like <laughs> what do you what are you doing? Like I know <laughs> these guys are trying to make things happen. I understand that. And I know adapting to a new system is challenging as well, but common sense plays. And Eddie O pointed this out, that, yeah, you want to be aggressive, and, yeah, you want to take chances. You also have to be aware of who's on the ice for the other team. And Alex DeBrinkett had a play uh, in the second period tonight where he had an opportunity to just dump the puck in and go chase it. Everybody was out there. They were fresh off the ice, but instead he peels away, then turns the puck over, and it's Vladimir Tarasenko on the ice. This, yeah, the awareness has to be better. And look, it's to bring it young player, you know, relatively inexperienced that experience. He'll learn. He'll learn from that. But man, it's those players that you're really counting on to carry you out of this disaster that's been going on for the last, what, eight games. Um, they're the ones that have sort of kept you in this bad spot, too. So I don't know. Hopefully this first win can get these veterans heads back where they belong, because if Keith and Seabrook and 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 uh you know, Kane and and Debrinkit and and Taves and Schmaltz are going to be the ones hurting you. You're not going to do crap this year. There's not a, <laughs> you don't have a chance. Yeah, I do. Uh, you mentioned uh, Vladimir Tarasenko uh, a little bit earlier. I do have to give him some awesome. credit in that third period, dude. When that uh, the Blackhawks had the empty net opportunity, they had some shots they were going to be able to take. Vladimir Tarasenko was playing some hard ass defense in the neutral zone, and then put himself in front of a Patrick Kane slap shot. Who? 
Patrick Kane wasn't screwing around. He wound up and hauled off on that slap shot and hit Tarasenko with it. That was a gutsy play by him. I didn't honestly know. Like, you kind of look at a guy like him and you're like, oh, he's a winger. He's just going to, you know, kind of dog it on defense, whatever. He was playing hard. He has not quit on this Blues team. And it has been a really tough season for them. And it's really... It's awkward for me to be praising a blues player, and I'm having a lot of like conflicting feelings right now, but I got to give credit where it's due. Vladimir Tarasenko had a really gutsy, really strong third period, I thought, in that game, and the Blackhawks could learn a thing or two from him, just the fact that he just did not quit at all. Well, and I thought for sure that he was going to be the guy that ties it. I mean, <laughs> just based on what you just described, him playing goalie, him breaking up plays, like he was awesome in the third period. And it just felt like, okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to miss on the empty net. They're going to, Blues are going to head the other way, and Tarasenko is going to be the one that ties it. And it's just yep. so predictable. So great that it didn't happen. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's a win, and it's what they needed. I don't know if we can really make more or less of it than that. It's just it's a win in a game they probably didn't deserve to win, but they got it, and that's the important thing. So, yep. um, by the way, Brent Seabrook had 32% core seats tonight in case oh. you were uh, curious about him. <laughs> Good <laughs> by Lord. the way, in case our listeners are not aware, that's bad. That is bad. <laughs> I know. I think by now a lot of people understand Corsi, but, but here's what Corsi is. Corsi is your the shots that your team attempts while you're on the ice versus the shots your team allows when you're on the ice, not including block shots. Yep. Okay. If you want those block shots, you have to look up Fenwick. Fenwick. That's, That's the, the one that includes those. So let's say it's, you know, there's 50 shots on goal while you're on the ice and there's 25 when you're not. That That's or, or there's you. Your team gets 50 shots while attempts while you're on the ice. Yeah, and all team allowing 25. only 25. That'd be a really good Corsi. Yes, um, but that was not the case with Brent Seabrook. No, he was on the ice for eight shot attempts for and 17 against. And that's Lord. not great. That's really bad. The Blackhawks, in fact, only had five guys tonight who are positive Corsi players. Can you guess the number one Corsi guy tonight? Patrick Kane. Incorrect. Patrick Kane was a 39.3%. He was one of the worst. All right. Let me think. 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 John Hayden. Uh, no, John Hayden was 45%. Crap. Uh, we, we And this is really surprising to me. He played almost 20 minutes at even strength tonight, and we've already praised his game tonight. Hmm. Forsling? Yoki Haru? Henry, o- Henry Yokoharu was a 60% core seat tonight. Wow. He, he had a really strong game. I really liked what I saw out of him. I know he got some sheltered minutes, probably got a lot of offensive zone starts. I do not have that stat in front of me. But him and Gustafson, I think, have looked really good together. And on a night when the Blackhawks, they was kind of slow. They weren't like playing the real up-tempo that we've seen them play against the Blues this season. I still think that he and Gustafson gave them a good kind of bit of speed. So I thought that he had a really good game, and the numbers definitely reflect that. All right, well, the first win is out of the way for Jeremy Colleton. Now it's on to the next one. Hopefully hopefully it comes sooner than the first one did. Um, that's going to do it for our postgame podcast. But, of course, we need to mention we are less than two weeks away from our Puck Cancer event at Rabbit Brewing. Make sure you go to madhousepod.com slash events for information on that event. $10 for a ticket. All of it goes to the Garcia family, my friend Andy Garcia, 
lost his wife Meredith to cancer back in May, uh, just months after she gave birth to twins. Andy's left behind with three kids and all the bills on his own, so I want to help him out as best we can. So join us at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. Uh, so your ticket for 10 bucks. Uh, not only does it get you in the door, it also enters you into our grand prize raffle, which is four Blackhawks tickets and an autographed Stan Makita jersey. We also have a pair of tickets to the Montreal game in the club level. Uh, that's coming up in a couple months. Uh, Wolves are sending over a prize pack, including tickets. We have a basketball signed by the entire Bulls roster from this year. We have a Mitchell Trubisky signed draft hat. Uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Week, Mitchell Trubisky, by the way. <laughs> Kyle Fuller signed mini helmet. Uh, those courtesy of the Chicago Bears. We've got more. We have things. a Cody Parkey signed field goal upright. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yes, it's like a a dinged up upright. Yes, yeah. that it's an entire thing. I really hope you have a really tall ceiling in your house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so tons of good stuff. We've got four copies of NHL 19 to give away. Uh, it goes on and on and on. And if you join us, there's a good chance you're going to walk away with a prize. But even if you don't, you're going to have a great time. You're going to drink some great beer. You're going to hang out with some great people and raise money for a great cause. So join us, Rabid Brewing, Tuesday, November 27th, for the Hawks and the Golden Knights, madhousepod.com slash events. And madhousepod.com is really your place for everything podcast-related, from every episode to our merchandise store to our Patreon and GoFundMe pages. Everything you need about the podcast is there. So with that, let's wrap it up. Hawks win one nothing over the St. Louis Blues. Jeremy Cowton gets his first win. Congratulations to him on that. And we will talk to you very, very soon. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show has been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. And Rabbit Brewing, the time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales Visit the Southland legend, Rabid Brewing, in Homewood, Illinois. Join us on the 27th at rabidmadhousepod.com slash events. For my partner, James Neville, I'm Jay Zawoski. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.